you can start when I say so. And if you start before then, uh, there will be... Well, hello, it's the Dead Magnolia. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Walk away from the microphone. I don't know what the hell you were thinking. I didn't see what you were doing, and I was looking at the screen... And it was just red. Was your like, mouth was over no the microphone? It just stayed in the red, and I was like, "What's going was on?" And then I looked it, but then over. You did something that made me laugh. That was so I was doing loud when he was like, <laughs> "Let was me say the microphone." Let me say like I will say so, and then and while he was saying that, I was like, "Hi, welcome to Dead Magnolia." And then I started laughing. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hello. So, I'm Megan. I'm Nola. And we are the Dead Magnolias. Um, this week on our episode, I believe it's episode 19. I don't do math. Uh, I was counting earlier. That's the only reason I know. We are covering friendly ghosts or, you know, just ones that don't attack people. Good ghosties, if yes. you will. Um, and I am covering the House of the Seven Gables um, in Salem, Massachusetts. Ooh. I'll be covering the Supernatural Angel Report that was created in Britain. (laughs) That's interesting. Yes. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So here we go. Hi. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Guess what? Uh, You're about to be fucking old. Yeah. I'm about to be 27. In two days. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, happy early birthday. Yay. Yay. Well, whatever. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I'm 27. My birthday doesn't really mean too much anymore. Yeah. I think it stops mattering once you're, like, 13. Mattering? <laughs> I also... It stops mattering. <laughs> what, what word am I looking it for? It doesn't matter anymore? No. It stops... It's just a day, and then yeah. I age. It only matters for tax forms. After you're, like, what, 21, birthdays afterwards are, like... Here we are. Yep. Another year has this passed. Is it. I can't do anything cool. I, well, 35 will be big. Then I can run for president. Oh, will you? TBD, man. TBD. You got eight years to think about it. A lot could change. Ah. I figure <laughs> if a TV host, a TV personality can be elected president, why can't a podcast celebrity? Do you... I consider myself a podcast celebrity. <laughs> That's very interesting. Um, yeah, I have a million reasons why not, but okay, we're, we're just gonna keep trucking. She um, doesn't want me to be president, so I'm guessing really. there's one vote that wouldn't go to me. No. Whatever. I love you. But you don't want me running the country? <laughs> no. I don't really want to run the country if that helps. I just... It's a milestone. That's the only... That's the last milestone you get. Right? I don't know. I'm looking forward to retirement. When are we going to be able to do that? I don't know. Like, 65. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Anything else? Mm, We're at the tail end of February. Yeah. So we're almost into March. This year's, like, fucking rocketing through. I was going to say, it's almost... It's insane. So it's, what, February 18th? No. 23rd. (laughs) <laughs> we just talked about math earlier and how that's not our strong suit. Um, 
Yeah, but we're getting into March, so looking at our creepy calendar, you've got all of the Leprechaun movies to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else in March that was, like, big? Like, festivals or anything? I don't remember. I'm the worst. Yeah, we'll post about it. We will actually do that this time. Yeah. Because um, we fell short in January and February for keeping up with our creepy calendar that we made at the beginning of the year. But what better time to start than in spring? When everything's reborn, even our excitement. Yeah, and I just want to go ahead and, like, point my middle finger at Puxatawney Phil for saying we were getting an early spring and it snowed more since he said that in Ohio than it has all winter. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's exciting. But it's going to be, like, 50 degrees on my birthday, so. Hell, yes. Looking forward to it. Shorts. I'm tired of, I almost said summer, of winter. Let's She's get it going. never going to be tired of summer. Don't worry. No. All right. So, do we want to jump into our stories for yeah, this week? Yeah, good yeah. ghosties. So, like, Ardia, Ardia, <laughs> talking's hard for all of us today. So, our idea for this week was going to be, like, super cool. We're like, yeah, benevolent ghosts, like, friendly spirits that like, help people. Thinking, like, Casper, thinking Patrick Swayzean ghost when he helps save his wife and gets his murderer, like, convicted. Well, actually not really convicted, but, like, just dragged directly into hell. Uh, Lovely Bones, when the girl, like, helps her sister. Like, fucking Supernatural, where, like, these ghosts are actually helping people. And turns out that's all that Google has to offer us for, like, real stories. Yeah. Uh, Casper pretty much dominates the friendly ghost territory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really fucking hard to find anything. Yeah. I wanted to find somebody who just, like, helped people, um, even if it was just, like, moving stuff, but it was all, it was just really hard finding stories that had, like, actual details or with actual history, mm-hmm. just something long and substantial and worthwhile. That so, wasn't just a paragraph. We scrounged some stuff up for you guys. Sorry this was so difficult. Bear with us. Yeah. But I think what we found is gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like Nola, also had a very hard time. It took me days to find something. And I it was at the point where I was asking friends, like, just give me a random state to look at haunted things at. Nebraska came up. Uh, Nothing happens like, in Nebraska. There's a lot of haunted places in Nebraska. And oh. there's a theater there that the manager, he's like, you know, if we are haunted, it's definitely by a friendly ghost. And I was like, oh... So then I tried to look up history. There is no history. So that was a bust. Um, So I just started looking up haunted places in the United States. um, And obviously Salem, Massachusetts came up. And I was like wondering if anything was there. Um, And I came up with the House of Seven Gables. So Sounds ominous. It's actually, it's cool. Um, Nathaniel Hawthorne comes into play. Ooh. A famous author. So we will go ahead and get started. Um, So this house was built in 1668 for John Turner. um, And the house served as like a colonial mansion for the Turner family for three whole generations. Which, in my mind, didn't seem like a long amount of time. But then I'm like, oh, generations are like a long time. So that's a pretty good amount of time that this was with the Turner family. Uh, So it was known as the Turner House until it was renamed. Um, And it was renamed the House of Seven Gables due to Nathaniel Hawthorne's novel of the same name. Okay. Which 
after, like, reading about the story, I want to read that book, even though it's probably so old. Um, so why is it called The House of Seven Gables? What is a gable? Do I was you know? going to ask you that. Yeah. The only thing that's coming to mind is uh, Clark Gable and Anne of Green Gables. So is that, like... Oh, Anne of Green Gables. Is it like a field? No. Okay. Uh, so, education time. Thank you. Um, Jesus Christ. So, because I didn't know this either, I looked it up. They're triangular peaks on a house. That's a gable. Oh. Yeah. So, this house, you know, had seven of them. House of Seven Gables. Um, ah. So, why is this house famous? And why is it known as one of the most haunted spots in Salem? So, we're going to take a step back in time. Uh, when John Turner had the house built in 1668, it was pretty small, uh, because it was just him, his wife, and I think they only had, like, two kids it at the time. only had two gables at Yeah, yeah. Um, it got to be as big as it was because it's been renovated so many times, mm-hmm. and now it's actually a part of, like, a bunch of different properties. Um, so if you go to visit, there's the mansion there, but there's plenty of different other properties on the land. So, John Turner was a very wealthy man. He was a sea captain, um, and he was the head of a few big trades of the time that were crucial to, like, the progression of the area in Salem's economy. But, unfortunately, he died at sea, um, leaving his widowed wife and their children alone. But, don't worry, because she remarried another sea captain, Charles Redford. She likes sea captains. What can I say? Um, They're gone for long amounts of time, and... Yeah. They're salty. I don't fucking know. They're salty. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't know. It's probably because of my experience with step-parents, but I, like, always assume the worst of them. But it seems like this guy was pretty cool. Um, He was real with his wife and himself, and he knew that he would most likely die at sea, Um, which apparently was the norm back then. You just died at sea. And he ensured that in his will that the house would go to his stepchildren. So, he's like, I'm going to keep this house in the original family. Like, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be fair of me just because I married in that I, you know, keep this house. Uh, So I thought that was sweet. And sure enough, he did die at sea, and the house went seamlessly to John's children. But then the house really, like, gained the majority of its fame uh, because it became a key player in the Salem Witch Trials because of what the son did. So a little Hmm. background on the Salem Witch Trials... I'm sure all of our listeners are up to date on that. If you're listening to a spooky podcast, the Salem Witch Trials are a pretty dark part of America's history. Um, so, you and know everybody about it. had to read The Crucible in high school. I love that novel. God. Novel. Play. play whatever. Um, so, the events took place from February 1692 to May of 1693. So, a little over a year um, of a lot of paranoia and accusation and death. Uh, A lot of death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, while over 200 people were put on trial and accused of performing witchcraft, it's said that about 18 to 20 people actually died because of these accusations, um, which all ended up being a case of mass hysteria. So, why is the Turner House important during this time? So, John Turner Jr. um, knew it took so much as a sneeze in the wrong direction to be accused of witchcraft, and he knew he had to protect his sisters at all costs. Um, so he actually built a staircase behind the fireplace of the house that was hidden. Um, so so if like a, a priest or, um, a judge ever came to the house to seek out potential witches, he could just have these girls go hide on that. 
which was pretty cool. And apparently, like, people took refuge at this house. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so... I was thinking you were about to say that, like, he was a big old jerk and just accused a bunch of people. Wouldn't that suck? Yeah. He's like, I have to get the the blame off my sisters. One of the good guys in the Salem witch trial. Yeah. No, he actually saved a lot of people. Um, So, after these trials died down and people realized that there were no witches, people were just being crazy, um, three summers went by and the house was actually sold to Captain Samuel Ingersoll after the last of the Turners died without any heirs to take over the house. Um, There was some, like, mixed reports on that, on if the house was sold to Ingersoll or if he just, like, got it because... Turner Jr. apparently made some bad deals and, like, lost all of his money and went bankrupt Hmm. and had to give the home away. So, Captain Ingersoll actually died in the 1800s. Where? At sea. Oh, at sea. Again. I was like, on that staircase? No, he died at sea. So, I'm just thinking, like, choose a different profession. Is the money worth it? If you're, like, actually, every time you go out, you might not come back? so strange to me. I don't know, ma'am. Um, so luckily he left the house to his daughter, Susanna <clears throat> Ingersoll, and she was related to Nathaniel Hawthorne. They were cousins. Oh. Yeah, famous author. Um, so Nathaniel would visit the house often to see his cousin, and the house inspired his novel, The House of Seven Gables. Um, and because of the novel, the name of the house stuck, and it's now known as The House of Seven Gables. What is this novel about? I... Don't really know. Okay. But in the book, he describes the house as being a rusty wooden house with seven acutely peaked gables facing towards various points on the compass and a huge clustered chimney in the middle. Captain Ingersoll had renovated the home again when he bought it, which inspired the novel. <laughs> I think it's just, I want to say it's about like the events that took place in the house. So I want to say there's, like, it's not specifically about the witch trials, Mm -hmm. but I think there's some, like, paranoia and stuff. I want to read it. Sounds good. Um, But that's where this ends for the Ingersoll family, because the house was sold in 1879 after Susanna died. And then the house remained vacant for, like, five years-ish. And then finally in 19... It, like, had a few different owners. Mm -hmm. But in 1908, Caroline Emerton (coughs) bought it. And had plans of restoring it for the use of helping others. And she actually founded the House of Seven Gables Settlement Association. So if you want to abbreviate, HG, HSGSA. Hmm. Who's so? Yeah. Uh, in 1910. So two years after she bought it, she found this association. And her hopes were that the house would be preserved for generations for people to learn of its history. Like having something where people were hidden to be saved from the Salem Witch Trials. That's pretty cool. Um, so that's all the history of the house. So now we're on to the haunted history. Um, so when have we ever had a renovation story that's gone right? Never. Where something was, you know, in its original state, it gets renovated. Somebody's going to get mad. Um, so I can't think of anything. When I was, like, I was, like, trying to think of that to be funny, but I can't. Um <laughs> But it's alright. So, that doesn't change with this story. We've got some ghosts that, like, they're not unhappy, but they're definitely um, shaken out of their resting place because of all of this. Nothing nefarious has ever happened here. Um, People just claim to notice that things are off or, like, have things happen to them. Uh, And through, like, the various websites that I looked at, 
Some of the haunts are people see silhouettes of people on every floor of the home. So they've noticed that they happen to like peek out where the peaks are, where the gables are. Um, And people claim to see a little boy playing in the attic. And there's actually been pictures taken in the house that have like a little boy that pop up in them. Some people even claim to see the ghost of Susanna Ingersoll floating around and checking in on things, just, you know, probably making sure her house is okay. Mm -hmm. And it's now a museum. So museum staff and visitors have said to see lights turning on and off on their own and sink faucets turning on and off without anybody being near them, which would scare the crap out of me. Uh, um, You guys didn't hear this, but Nola's computer just started shouting at us earlier on its own after being quiet the whole time. Put us all on edge. (laughs) Um, And I actually did find a picture of the hidden staircase. So through all the renovations, that has stayed there. Uh, So I'll make sure to put that on Instagram. It's pretty cool. Like, it's, you really can't see it unless you're, like, looking for it. Um, And then I was like, well, I want to see if there's, like, any personal stories that people have had. So I got on TripAdvisor, the best known place for travel reviews. Um, and someone actually reported that when she and her husband had been taking a tour there, a rocking chair in the room that they were in started, like, rocking on its own. And apparently that's pretty normal. I was reading a few different stories, and that has happened to a, a few people. Um, and even after further inspection, they couldn't find any other explanation than supernatural. Like, they were checking for wires and, like, strings that maybe, like, they tripped it, and it came out. The windows were all closed, so there wasn't a draft um, so they were like, that had to have been a ghost. Mm-hmm. And then I say that you and I plan a trip out there whenever, um, but in October of some year. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to go to Salem. I do. But at the house, in October, there are plays in the house. And one, they're like five to ten minute plays, so like real short. But one depicts a judge during the Salem Witch Trials, but the other one is about the ghosts in the house. Ooh. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's really all that there was one. Like we said earlier, finding ghost stories with friendly ghosts was hard. Casper has really, uh, taken over. Yeah, when you Google it, you only get that boy. I just figured it would be easy to, like, search yeah. helpful ghosts or ghosts that help people. And mm-hmm. Casper and is so the hard. only one. And it's like, we already kind of told our own stories about those. Right. like, Sister Sands. I know, uh, I thought about just covering her again, and I was like, no, don't with, do like, that. With, like, Sister Worley from Ohio Dominican. Uh, we covered these episodes earlier on as with, like, um, Our creepy college. Creepy and college, and maybe our second episode? No, no, it was just about the future, and that's the oh, one yes. that got all botched. Third episode? Possibly. Something about our, like, ghost stories, personal yeah, ones. Yeah, I mean, we bring it up occasionally. Yeah. So, definitely listen in for those. Those are actually helpful, friendly ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a really hard time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I was talking about how when you're looking this up, there's, like, just a lot of, like, short things, no actual history, right. no, like, super engrossing details. So, mine's just kind of, like, a short list. Um, but it's, like, under this very interesting umbrella. So, back in 2010... England was like, we're pretty haunted. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to do this report and see, like, how much of that is good. So they created the Supernatural Angel Report. 
And they, with this report, they found that in the past 25 years, there have been a staggering 755 official reports of friendly paranormal activity to cops and councils in the UK. Whoa. That's so there's like cool. a bunch of reports going on of like good things that are happening. Uh, they are like thought to be ghosts mm-hmm. that are helpful, fairies, um, even angels. Yeah. So this whole report has all this stuff. And I was able to find little snippets of some of the reports. Um, tried to look into it deeply to get like more personal stories of what the ghosts or creatures could be. But came up with nothing. Right. Just the same information on, like, five different websites. Yeah, this one was so definitely a lot harder than we could have ever imagined. Um, one of them is a thing called Shrewfoot. 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 It is found in the forests outside of Lancashire. Hmm. So this is an entity that is resembling a cross of a fairy and a ghost. They're not quite sure what it is. A ghost um, fairy. Yes, uh, it has been observed leaping from treetop to treetop. Like a lemur. Yeah. Uh, he said to warn people of any immediate danger, reportedly saving one lad from a speeding lorry. So, like, he saw this, like, kid out in the street and was like, Hey, yo, move. Don't get hit by this <laughs> truck. Um, and so it's been saving people from yeah. getting hit by cars. Uh what else like, it was the only uh, thing i can think of is dr loomis when the kids were going up to michael myers house and oh, he's yeah. like hey get away from there yes <laughs> um he's been seen like a like actual an apparition on the side of the road warning a hitchhiker to get off the road before a convoy of trucks spread through the village um yeah he's got a few different names none of which pulled up any more stories so it's either like Shrewfoot or Marsantinos. Yep. Marsantinos. Uh, something like that. My favorite. But yeah, that's all I have on Shrewfoot. Seems pretty weird. It's interesting. Hopping around the forest, saving people from getting hit by cars. Here comes Friend. Peter Cottontail. Oh, yeah. Uh, another one is Sid in the Cellar. Sid in the Cellar. There is this bar. Um, in England somewhere. I didn't put down where for some reason. He is somewhere in that country. Um, and so in this bar, they people can see him sitting by the windows. Uh, but he really likes to be in the basement. He likes to play around with lights. And he likes to run down hallways. <laughs> so uh, a lot of the staff have noted saying that like they'll be walking down the hallway hear stomping it'll kind of stop and then they'll hear something that sounds like excuse me and then oh. feel something kind of go by them and then continue to run oh like away from them i got chills when you said that because i'm trying to imagine that happening to me and me not pooping my pants yeah so it's like a polite little ghost that's right. like excuse me coming through <laughs> just um, running around yeah that's all we have on sit in the cellar well uh, there is a thing called the Chatterer. That doesn't sound friendly it at all. It does not sound friendly because mostly what I think of when I hear Chatterer is like Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, but this is supposed to be like a little fairy creature. It's supposed to look furry and adorable. Um, this is from Cleithero. I don't know where that is. But the Chatterer is known to be kind of also in a bar. Yeah. And he was said to keep the former owner company. 
So the older woman would sit by the fire and the spirit would sit next to her and just kind of like listen to her, but also like kind of chatter. Hmm. Which is weird. Um, Nothing crazy there. One of the really cool ones that I actually kind of have a uh, story from is called the Manor House, which, let's see. Oh, poop. Oh, it's in Wiltshire. So the Manor House has a curious incident (laughs) from the 1930s uh, where Lady Winifred Pennyower stopped at the property after getting lost in the dark. The distinctive wrought iron gates were supported on either side by columns on which sat stone pineapples. Mm -hmm. So she has this, like, pretty clear thing of what she was doing. Uh, She pushed open the gates, approached the front door, and after ringing the bell, the door was opened by whom she assumed to be the butler. Yeah. He gave her the directions she required, and as a token of her appreciation, she gave him half a crown. She then followed the directions and then duly arrived at her destination. On recounting the story the following day, her host recognized the description of the house from its gates. She drove Lady Winifred to the house, where they found that the gates were chained shut and the building was empty, having been so for a long yep. time. On the doorstep, she found the half a crown. So, like, she went to this place, looked for directions, like, this ghost was like, hey, yeah, it's that direction, and then comes back and it's like... Not Totally real. fucking deserted and... I actually like, almost covered this for today. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just couldn't find, like, enough to make a whole thing. Yeah. Because, like, the website I was reading was, like, this is the most recounted story, the most covered right. story, and it's, like, this was the most I actually found on right. it. And I was, like, well, fuck. Yeah, no, I almost covered that one. That one... Because I was, like, wow, that is a helpful ghost, and that's a creepy story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was literally what she said was all that there there is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, said to be a few more ghosts that are kind of covered. Uh, there's a church in Westminster in Sussex, Sussex, mm-hmm. uh, where there are dozens reports of a friendly phantom drifting across the churchyard. So this person would actually, like, smile at people who yeah. were bereaving and, wow. like, kind of just, like, offer condolences and not be alive. So... Those are some of the, like, things that had the most details. Right. But the report states that in the past 25 years, there have been a total of 755 official reports of angelic activity, including 192 sightings of benign entities, ghosts which just appear and vanish without scaring viewers. Yeah. Which is, like, what you covered. Um, 127 friendly entities, which smile or wave at people. Mm -hmm. 104 angelic visions. 99 helpful entities, which actively help people who see them. So, like, the butler. Yeah. Uh, 69 animal spirits, which are never bad. Um, 44 sightings of fairies. 41 visions of saints. 32 of white witches. 24 of guardian angels. And 23 healing entities. See, I would love to be able to do a whole episode on, like, angels or healing stuff. Mm -hmm. If I can find any research on it. So, if you guys have any idea on how to, like research that stuff please let us know because oh, yeah. i would really love to cover something like that i just don't know what to do yeah it was it was so <laughs> tricky guys like we were like this is gonna be cake and it was not just kind of floundered man it was a rock oh yeah fruit cake really hard. yeah we thought it was gonna be cake and then it ended up being fruit cake where it was hard and 
not that great. Yeah. Like, not satisfying your sweet tooth <laughs> at all. So, we're sorry. But we hope that you enjoyed what we had. And if you guys have any yep. of your own personal experiences with friendly ghosts or anything that we talked about today, again, let us know. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, our email, um, all of those are available. And we really love hearing from you guys. So, mm-hmm. please keep it up. Yeah. But that's, that's all we have for today. Yeah. In the meantime... Stay Stay spooky. spooky.